Hello and welcome to a special episode reacting to today's invasion of Ukraine. We've decided to make this standalone episode as we feel it's really important that we devote an episode to this. So, Jack, over to you. Yeah, and just before we start, I want to say as well that when we first started this podcast, we obviously said that we were going to record emergency episodes when big breaking news happened. And obviously now we've been. This is our third time where we're recording the podcast. So we're going to record this special episode and then immediately record our planned episode from today. And every time so far, we've spoken about Ukraine. And the main worry for me is that it gets boring for the audience talking about the same thing. But the problem is with politics is that these events just unfortunately they don't go away overnight yeah ukraine's been rumbling on in the background for the last few episodes that we've been Mm -hmm. doing and now it's suddenly come to fruition this morning very early hours of this morning yeah so we decided to devote a very special podcast this episode yeah because we do have in our normal episode which is coming next we do have a lot to talk about but unfortunately we can't just we can't ignore what's going on in ukraine absolutely so do you want to sort of maybe give like as brief a background as possible so we can get straight into the discussion so i think something that's really important to understand is that ukraine is only a two and a half hour plane journey from london so a lot of people that i've spoken to have said oh you know why does this matter if there is a war in ukraine it doesn't really affect me and my everyday life it is actually very close and a lot of people are starting to refer to ukraine as central europe and i would say it definitely is central Mm -hmm. europe this is the this is the closest that europe has come to war so far since 1945 absolutely and this is that's that's how serious it is is that this is the biggest it feels crazy to say and that a lot of these times in terms of, i imagine i'm going to be sort of trying to gather my thoughts and because i just i can't really comprehend what's going on like even yeah. though this morning when i woke up and saw the news the news bulletin i wasn't too shocked because like we say yeah, we've been I feel talk- like for me personally it was so expected but also so unexpected. Yeah, at the same we've been time. we've been talking about this for weeks now. So I didn't really, I wasn't surprised when it happens when it happened. Sorry, this morning, but it still came as like a major shock. shock yeah, so I'm still in shock. Yeah, probably just like an advance warning is that we haven't had a lot of time to get the research get the research for this no, together no i've just had radio 4 on all morning whilst i've been working from home something that nick robinson said actually and he kept on repeating it was he's reporting live from kiev this morning and he mentioned how strange it was to hear the air raids i think they're called air raids yeah airlines, no yeah, i saw those videos alongside the, the everyday noises of church mm-hmm. bells ringing and people talking in the street and cars going past he said it was this sort of juxtaposition between everyday noises that you associate with everyday life versus these shocking noises mm-hmm. of war and conflict right right alongside each other. Yeah, and I mean, we've just got a map pulled up on the BBC News of where the explosions, which have been reported this morning, have been reported More near. towards the east, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they've been reported in quite a lot of major Ukrainian cities, but it looks as though, at the minute, it's targeting sort of military areas of Ukraine, but it's just a matter of how long will that last so some of the cities that have record, reported sorry, explosions include Kiev, the capital, there's Kharkiv, Dnipro, and then Odessa in the south. So th- these are all major cities within Ukraine, and it stretches from the west of the country to the east of where these explosions have been reported from. So this is this this is serious. Like I know I know you'll hear that in the news, and I know that you can assume that, but. Th- 
it's so difficult to comprehend just how serious this yeah. actually is. I think even for the civilians that are in the cities that you just mentioned there, Jack, there's this strange pull of do we stay and do we stay with our loved ones and risk the conflict mm-hmm. or do we leave and do we leave the people that we love behind for Europe? And in the last sort of two or three weeks, Russia have been claiming that they were scaling back their military presence on the they Ukrainian border. They called it border. peacekeeping, didn't they? They called it peacekeeping. Which we all knew was just a facade. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, they were telling us that they were scaling they were scaling back the military presence and then US President Biden obviously said that he was to enter talks with Vladimir Putin, provided yeah. that Russia don't do anything silly. I mean, there's I know, that's, not, that's not the right word for it, but yeah. provided Russia basically don't invade, he will enter talks with Vladimir Putin. And then on Monday night, Putin went on Russian national TV and made one of the most bizarre broadcasts I have e- genuinely ever seen. The most I can't even I can't even describe just ha- what I watched. Basically, what he basically did was he went on TV and broadcast to the biggest country in the world by area and said that one of the countries on our border is not a real country like i can't i can't even begin to 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 sum up what how that made me feel like i'm so i'm lost for words i really am lost for words and then within that obviously by saying that ukraine was not a real country that then that then allowed him to justify Russian troops moving into the separatist-backed areas of Donetsk and Luhansk within eastern Ukraine, and to basically say that it isn't an invasion because we're going into areas, we're going into pro-Russian areas, and this country isn't a real country anyway, so we're not actually invading a country because they don't exist. Like, do you see how stupid that sounds out loud? Yeah, it's a complete violation of democracy. And I know that obviously this is one thing that's been kind of irking me, but not like I don't know what the right word is for it. Obviously, people are saying that this is this is like a NATO encirclement. The reason why Russia have been provoked is because NATO have been encircling Russia. But I don't think that's the case. I think even though, okay, yeah, there is NATO are sort of getting quite worried about what's going on at the minute. But from what the way I see it, Ukraine have elected politicians who tend to sympathise more towards with the West, i.e. the EU and Ukraine, more than they do with Russia. You, I don't think NATO have forced their way up to Russian border. That's just what Ukraine want. It's a defensive strategy, really, that you that NATO are there. And sure, I don't feel like NATO have barged their way into Ukraine. And again, you can argue that you know, the West should be an example. We can't keep doing these double standards because obviously you think about historical events like the Cuban Missile Crisis and the invasion of Iraq. And you think about all those times when the West have violated the sovereignty of other nations, which is a totally logical argument. And I get, and I understand that. But by sort of using that argument to say, well, that's what Russia are doing. Is that not just appeasement? Do you do you, do you not think that that is that that is just looking to appease Putin Definitely. basically? And I mean, I don't. We've all seen in history like where where appeasement gets you. It does it basically it get it gets you nowhere really, and it just lets it just lets powerful nations become more powerful. And if someone doesn't stand up to what they're doing, then it's 
is a problem, really. So that brings me on to sanctions, really. And um, a lot of people have criticised Boris and his party for weak sanctions and not taking it far enough. I know Liz Truss was on Radio 4 the other day and she just couldn't really hold her own. Um, she was questioned and probed about what what next, though. Mm-hmm. And she really hadn't. She kept on saying something about we have to keep more sanctions in the locker well, no, I think now is a time when you need to be sanctioning the most. Yeah, and I mean, I've got a picture, picture here in the Metro of Liz Trust with uh, people like Andrea Ledsom, uh, Theresa May, Amber Rudd. Uh, I don't know when it's from, but that is this is a photo of her, po- of them, sorry, posing with the Russian oligarch Lubov Chernukin. I think that's how you pronounce it. Lubov Chernukin. And this is a picture, like I say, it's undated, but uh, this was a man whose wife donated uh, £2 million to the Conservative Party yeah. in the last 10 years. I mean, there is a very strong argument coming forward now after this crisis about should people be allowed to donate, people, companies, whoever, be allowed to donate to UK political parties if they are not registered UK you know, on the electoral roll, should they be allowed to make big donations? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't agree. I don't think you should. This is sort of like I was talking with an old school friend yesterday about this. He sent me a video of Alistair Campbell uh, going on an Instagram live and ranting about the Conservatives' Absolutely. donations with Russia. If you are not a UK citizen and you are not on the UK electorate roll, why should you have any influence in the outcome of our general elections through your exactly. money and your power and your influence? I exactly. I'm just reading wrong. here as well that some of the donations included £160,000 for a tennis match with Boris Johnson and then Prime Minister David Cameron. How... It's just crazy. Again, I'm, I'm totally lost for words. How How is this? How has this been allowed to happen? I mean, interesting that it's taken... Uh, are we calling it a war now? A war? Are we calling it a, a war? war? Well, that's that's a whole other discussion taken, in itself. Yeah, it's interesting that it's taken this crisis to happen for our own electoral system to be questioned well there was questions obviously surrounding the um the brexit referendum and obviously the russia report which came out i think was that last year or the year before i can't fully remember but then obviously there was the argument that russia had influenced the u.s election in 2016 yeah that's different though, which yeah. led to the election of donald trump and i mean you say it's different but it's all I think that was different, though, because they wanted to elect Trump because they had dirt on Trump and they thought if he gets in, then we can make him look weak. That's true, but there's all it all comes back to this idea of... Because look what happened when Trump got in and look at how close Trump got with Vladimir Putin. Yeah. So it's all... It's all... There's, there's a common denominator here, and it's Russia. Like Russia has been... Has been coming so far up and then you even got things about you've got the uh, the salisbury poisonings as well mm, that yeah. was that was a direct attack on Our british citizens, soil yeah and it okay it didn't fully it didn't just blow over like nothing happened but nothing really significant came out of it yeah it's yeah. so i'm going to be following this very closely i don't know about you jack but i'm going to be it's been going on for looking. too long now, the, the Russian influence in the West. Yeah. And just reading here, Ian Blackford, the uh, the Scottish National Party leader in Westminster, 
uh, asked yesterday, I believe, at PMQs. He said, how can our allies trust Boris Johnson to clean up dirty Russian money in the UK? Oh, yes, I saw When this. he will not even clean, clean up, up his, his own, own political, party. political party. I saw that, yeah. And even though I'm not really a big fan of Mr Blackford, I, I totally agree with what he's saying. Is that how are we supposed to trust someone like Boris Johnson to stamp out the Russian influence in the UK when he's taking that he's taking £160,000 for a tennis match mm. with a Russian oligarch yeah I don't really like the idea of someone representing us on the world stage when we've got our own problems domestically I mean it takes me back to I think I mentioned it last episode actually about the Ukrainian Prime Minister was on Radio 4 and he said oh you know you have your own problems in in the UK um I won't touch on them too much. So even this guy who is literally on the edge of war is laughing about the problems that we have well, in I mean, our own country. Well, I mean, he's, he's laughing about it because he actually was a comedian before he got elected president. Really? He was not He was a comedian. That's brilliant. I believe in 20... Whenever the election was, it was 2018, 2019, one of the two. I think he sort of ran as like a bit of a joke and ended up actually getting elected. Wow. And I'm not saying he, wasn't, I'm not saying he wasn't a serious candidate, but... He's sort of a comedian. He, he on the was, side I as believe, well. he used to sort of like he used to be a comedian and used to poke fun at Vladimir Putin. I did not know that. Wow, comedian now prime minister. Well, now is is just a clown. Yeah, and I mean, one day we'll we'll get through it. We'll get through one of these episodes where I don't sort of bring the sport discussion into it. But it's a big, but it is a big part of the whole crisis that is looming yeah. because the UEFA Champions League is due to be hosted in St. Petersburg this year, the final that is, which is obviously major city in Russia, the former capital city, and is home to Gazprom, yeah. the Russian state-owned gas supplier, which supplies most of Europe with gas because Germany have reacted to this invasion by shelving plans for the Nord, for the Nord Stream 2. Yes. Gas pipeline. Do you think Putin would have factored that in, though, before he went to invade? I think he will have thought very carefully before he invaded about how this would have a knock-on effect for things like the Nord... How do you say it? The, the Nord, Nord Stream, Stream. The Nord Stream 2. Yeah. I mean, I don't think... I it, don't think he would go to war without calculating this sort of thing first. Yeah, but I don't think it matters to him, the sanctions, because think about it. If the West put sanctions on it, on Russia, sorry... They can just, they can just turn to the east, and they've got China, like the biggest, the biggest, arguably one of the biggest economies in the world, and will probably be the biggest by the end of our lifetime. Who can just sell them all the products that, that they can just increase their trade with China? Yeah, I think the West is definitely starting to panic now that we don't have enough um, sanctions left. I don't think, I don't think they're doing enough so far. We but can't continue not- just isolating individuals because at the end of the day these individual oligarchs in london with their dirty money oh in fact speaking of the champions league final i've literally just got now whilst we've been on the air a notification through from sky sports which said that the champions league final will be moved away from st petersburg so that is so that has literally developed whilst we've been on air on air well well recording and then you've got as well here a four-time formula one world champion sebastian vettel will not race at the scheduled Russian Grand Prix this year Yeah. if Formula One choose not to cancel it. Wow. So yes, I think that's quite a big statement there. It's got... This this whole invasion has got implications on every front. And whether you like it or not, 
it's happening in our it's, own it's, back garden it's happening really. now yeah. it's happening now and in it our is own back garden. and it's serious like we can't underestimate the seriousness of what's actually happening because you see like pages like instagram pages and stuff posting like memes all the time and it's and it's funny yeah. you know i'll have a laugh but in reality this is this is serious this is a problem and i say that i know that's stating the obvious but this is a big problem and that is why we have recorded this special episode of the Pulsock pod really because we we can't just spend five minutes on it this week no a country has violated the sovereignty of another country directly and yeah i'm just as was said on radio 4 this morning it's a city a country under fire and it's so important that we understand what is going on there. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see what what's happening, what happens in the next days, weeks, months. Yeah. And whether this ends up snowballing into a continental or to an extent a global war. Because at the minute, no member of NATO is involved. But if even one gets involved, the others have an obligation to get involved as well including the uk yeah so this could get this could get serious well i say this could get serious it's already serious but it could get worse it can only escalate from here exactly yeah and we don't we obviously don't want to come on here and like worry everyone worry everyone and things because that's not what we want to do we're 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 just just here to inform on the same page and just basically to let them know that don't underestimate what's going and on and to keep minute. your eye on it as well exactly definitely in between this episode going out and our next episode to just keep an eye on the news keep informed because by the time by the time we put the next episode out which on the day of recording it should be tomorrow everything could have changed and we and we won't know that we we just so happened that today we were due to record anyway but we thought well let's try and factor in a special and just talk about what's going on really yeah so apologies if it feels a little bit rushed we yeah literally a, just had this morning and a lot of a lot together. of the conversation we've had is a little bit rushed and quite spontaneous and emotional in sort of what we've been saying so hopefully you can understand what we've spoke about today on the little time we've had to get everything together basically because we had like a five minute piece that we were going to talk about in the next episode yeah which was all prepared but we've basically just had to scrap that and given the news this morning and come to this so like i say it's what we're talking about it's very raw it's emotional so obviously we we apologize if we've if we've sort of worried anyone about what's going on feedback as well and we'd really like your feedback because it's obviously the first emergency podcast we've done and yeah i don't really think there's a lot more to say yeah i think that's all from me yeah that's all from me and we shall see you in the next episode which of the time recording will be out tomorrow And hopefully this one will be out the same day. Brilliant. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.